Welcome to the Inside Materion podcast, where the discussion stems beyond the materials we produce. On this podcast, you'll hear from our team on industry-leading topics and trending news. Let's get right to it. Hi, everyone. I'm Michelle Hefner, the host for this episode of Inside Materion. Thanks for joining us today as we shine a light on Materion's newest diversity and inclusion initiative, an employee group entitled Elevate, whose mission it is to support, encourage, and empower women. I'm joined in the studio by several of my colleagues involved with Elevate. They are Jessica Hines, financial analyst, Stacey Papp, global communications lead, Monica Mellis, vice president of global security, and last but certainly not least, Jason Strobel, senior intellectual property counsel. With women being roughly 50% of the population, do we need employer-sponsored groups, global recognition days, and national months on the calendar? Jessica, as the leader of Elevate, let's start with you. Yeah, Michelle, I think that's a really great question. I don't know if you know this, but as of 2019, women make 79 cents per the dollar that males make. So I think that even now we don't have an equal standing in life and we need to make sure that it it's talked about. So if you don't know a problem exists, how can you rectify the situation? So I think things like this, groups like I'm trying to create at Materion, they're helping solve the problem. By building awareness? By building awareness. So what are you going to do to raise awareness around Materion? So I think the key to this is to plan events. So we're currently planning an event for Materion where in the morning we're going to have leaders of the organization come and speak to what it means to have women in their life and how it affects their day-to-day decision-making and things like that. In the afternoon on that same day, we're going to have an unconscious bias training where we're going to have 60 members of Materion that will be in a room able to get this training and hopefully use the things that they learn and, and the tools that they get in this training in their career and their personal life going forward. Now, Jason, as the sole male on the panel, I have to ask, what made you raise your hand to join this group inside Materion? And what's your male perspective on having these diversity and inclusion groups in the workplace? Are they necessary? Does it disappoint you that in 2020 it's still not equal? Are they necessary? One of the things that really matters is when you look around, are you part of a group of people who are all the same as you? If you are, what ends up happening is people think the same, they have all the same experiences in life. The decisions that they make tend to all be the same. If no one is challenging what we're doing, it's really difficult for us to to grow and to do anything different than what we've done before. I think if we always think about things the same way, we'll always end up getting the same results. Part of what we need to do is think about how can we grow? And you have a different background than I do, right? Your decision-making, the life events that you've had inform the way that you make decisions. I've had a different set of life events than you have. Jess has had a different set of life events than both of us. Everyone brings some perspective that's different and helps us to make better decisions. So the other thing is you asked, do I think groups like this are important? Is there a role for them? Yeah, absolutely. And so we can think about them as diversity groups or inclusion groups. That's one thing. We could think about them as affinity groups. It's another name that I hear people use. Part of the reason that I like that term a little bit better is because what we're doing is we're trying to build culture, right? Everyone comes to work. Some people have different motivations than others. But I know that when I'm here, I want to work for a company that's doing right in the world. I think we're headed in that direction. But I also want to enjoy the people that I work with. So, Jessica, 
Does it disappoint you that in 2020 we're still having this conversation about equality in the workplace? Michelle, it really does. I think what disappoints me the most is the awareness factor. So I have had several conversations with some of my male counterparts in which they don't even think about the things that are coming out of their mouths at times or the situations that they're putting others in. So I guess I wish that the awareness was there that this is still an issue and we're still combating this issue and it is 2020. When is this not going to be an issue, I guess? Will this be an issue for my future children? I don't want it to. I don't want my daughter to have to worry about her gender when she goes to work or even school. Um, I want it to be a situation where she walks in and is confident in herself, confident in her abilities, and doesn't have to think twice about it. Okay, Monica, as Vice President of Global Security, a traditionally male-dominated field, can you tell us why you chose this career to pursue when you were starting out? So, Michelle, when it came time to pick an area of study for me in college, I was kind of all over the map. I started with archaeology, uh, marine biology, uh, teaching, and then ended up in uh, the Law and Security Administration program with a focus on policing. So I connected with a great company called Johnson Mathy uh, for my first co-op placement in the mid-90s. I had some great leaders who were uh, mentors and uh, that I had who saw the potential in me. It didn't matter that I was a woman. I was a young woman, 19 years old, when I started in uh, that position. And they just saw my potential for who I was as a person and uh, helped coach me through my career, uh, leaving 20 years later as the senior leader for their precious metals division. That's outstanding. It sounds like they had a really uh, fertile culture for um, both genders to, to rise. It, it really was. We had female engineers. In our, our chemical engineer was a female. She was fantastic. She still is fantastic. Um, there, there wasn't really a, a gender gap in my mind uh, in our business anyway I didn't I didn't ever feel like we were excluded because of our gender it was it was we hired the best people and and they did their best to retain and help them grow so let me ask you this um you said that this all happened in Canada yes and I know a lot of people think that you know the United States and Canada are like twins right um but we know they're not do you think that um the fact that this happened in Canada had anything to do with it? Or do you think it was really truly um, the company? No, I wouldn't say I, I had leadership responsibility in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, and our head office was in the UK. So I really don't think it had anything to do with country differences. It was really just the organizational perception of what was the right thing to do to make the business better. So Stacy, what do you think will be the biggest challenge for the next generation of women behind you? So I realize that this answer may not get the most votes in the popularity department, but I think that, and this is something we're experiencing today, um, no matter your age, is social media. I think we are in, it's, it's great, and I think for job searching and you know fun hobbies, but I think we're in such a, an epidemic of comparison that young girls behind us are constantly comparing themselves to those in front. And nobody's path is the same. Nobody's path should be the same. Um, and I think about uh, when I was in college, which was a long time ago, and I won't tell you how long ago that was, but we didn't have that. So my career path was mine. I knew what I wanted to do. Um, I was one of the lucky few that when we had to declare on Declaration Day, I knew what I wanted to do. 
um, with the help of my parents who told me I better get a job in a in a industry that paid my loans. But um, I didn't have anybody ahead of me to say, well, boy, she she might be better at this than I am. Maybe I shouldn't go into that. Um, I didn't see that answer coming out of anywhere. That was way different than what I was expecting. I hope it was a good difference. No, it was. And let me tell you, um, my daughter is 21. She's in college and she is finding her way. Yep. And yes, social media is a thing. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you this, my daughter um, uses social media to seek out the Brene Browns. Yes. The, um, what's that, the girl go wash your hair Oh, Rachel Hollis. Thank you. So they're the exceptions to the rule, right? They're the ones that are paving that path that helps you kind of debunk the comparison myth that you do not compare yourself to anybody or anything. Stand up, be who you are, do your thing, girl, be proud. Exactly. Yeah. So my daughter is using social media to find those messages that support her and her direction. And that's the way it should be used. It should be used for the good. Unfortunately, we hear it used for, I'm not enough. I'll tell you this. I, my mom shared with me um, when I, it, it was a monumental birthday for me, and she gave me a letter that she wrote to me the day I was born. Oh my God. So she, um, and it's, it's all yellow and all scratched out. And of course I can't read it without completely losing my mind still. Um, but she had said to me, baby girl, you can do anything you want to do. And she said, as a mother, that was my only goal is that you knew that you could do anything that you wanted to do. Now I'd like to open up this next question to all of you. What's the most important message you want to send to young women as they think about their careers? Stay the course. You know, you're going to come through um, certain events in life. You're going to come up against certain adversities, certain challenges that you may not be prepared for. And those, to me, the way I view those is that those are meant to test you and your resolve. Monica? I was just actually going to piggyback off what Stacy was saying is, you know, continue on that path, but be, be confident enough in yourself that if that path is going to an end that you don't like, then be, don't, don't be afraid to change that path. Don't get stuck because you've gone down this road and you've taken two to three years of, of college that, you know, I, I don't think this is for me. Be bold enough to be able to move on and try something new. Um, again, to, to piggyback off of Stacy as well, is find that role model. For me, I had, I had a mentor. He's fantastic. He's, I still talk to him quite frequently. Where I'm struggling, I'll say, can you please help me out? I, I'm struggling with this issue. Please help me. And he does. He's, he will be there in a minute. So have that, have that mentor. Have that someone that's going to help you get through these issues. Don't take them on yourself. And also have that role model. You know, both of you had talked about networks. Um, so me and my close friends, we actually call each other our board of directors. That's awesome. And we all bring a certain strength or a certain insight. They're not marketing people like I am. You know, we're all of very diverse backgrounds. Um, and I can't tell you how valuable it is to, to foster relationships where people know you the personal you and the professional you, and they—they—it's an intimacy where when you do have an issue and you need some guidance, usually what they say and what they do is spot on. Mm-hmm. Jessica, I think one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever gotten is that you're going to fail, fail forward, and also get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. 
So you can't control everything in your life. There's going to be things that happen and you're going to say, why me? Why is this happening to me? It's fine. Keep going. Keep pushing through. Things get tough in life. And that's not just in a career. That's in personal life. And you need to persevere through it and show others behind you and ahead of you it can be done. Don't give up. Wonderful message. I want to wish Team Elevate all the success in the world in working toward achieving your group's mission. Do you have any concluding thoughts for our audience on raising awareness for this and other diversity and inclusion topics in the workplace? I do. Um, I was really nervous to start this group at a corporation. In corporate world, it is very hard to make change and, and to showcase the need that we need to change. So I just encourage everyone, if you have a passion at work, jump in. Both feet. Don't hesitate. You'll get support from a group of people you didn't even think you would get support from. I am so proud to be leading this group with my co-executive sponsors. One, you mentioned Joe Kelly before, and then Monica Mellis, who's also on this podcast. I never even imagined that I would get the support that I got. And it's very humbling and validating that, yes, this is an important issue. It's 2020. We need to figure it out because it's not going away. Thank you, Michelle, and the Elevate team here at Materion for a great conversation about empowering women in the workplace. Be sure to join us next time where we cover more interesting topics and trends. In the meantime, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all of our social media channels.